Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Salt and Shadows. Trace the salt, embrace the shadow. Hey, Courtney. Hey, Diana. So we are back for episode eight, number eight, <laughs> Infinity. <laughs> and we are bringing the conversation back to cannabis. And we have shared our mutual experiences, first-time experiences, and now we're back to share some tips from our experiences and what we've learned along the way. For some reason, I'm feeling like a, <laughs> I'm giving Diana a weird look right now, and I feel like you got to know the listener because you can't see my face, but I feel like a hype person right now. I don't know why. I'm like, yeah, cannabis, <laughs> our first time, now we're back. Like, <laughs> yeah, you. Yeah. Just hyping it up. That's, yeah. that's how I'm feeling right now. That's the mood. That's the mood. I'm holding a stone to my throat. I felt I needed a little voice support. That's my mermaid stone. Oh, I love it. Gifted to me on my birthday from Jonna. Oh my goodness, it's beautiful. I'm pretty sure it's Appetite. Oh, I don't know the name, but that's... And it's, it's gorgeous. It's blue, like the ocean, mm-hmm. like deep, dark blue. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's definitely helping me. Oh, good. I feel it. And it's my turn to do the icebreaker question. Yay! Okay. Keeping it simple. Very simple. (laughs) I don't know. I have to shorten everything. I have to, like, repeat everything. So much. Oh, goodness. (laughs) Okay. Okay. What was your, or one of your, Favorite movies growing up? The Fox and the Hound. Oh, God, it's so sad. <laughs> it is. Oh, it's so sad. It's really it one of my little brother's favorites, too. It's the best. It's like a really big heart lesson there. Mm-hmm. It's... Uh, wow. Oh, really big. I feel like I gotta rewatch it, though. Holy cow. I feel like I... You know, I think a few months ago, we... Got a preview of Disney Plus, and I was going oh, through hell movies. Oh, yeah. yeah. hell yeah. Yeah. I was going through movies, and I was like, oh, this movie and this movie, and I started putting it on. I'm like, oh, wait. Now I remember. No, we're not watching this right now. Is I it know. an actual sad ending, or did they turn it around? I can't remember. It is actually sad. A lot of Disney movies from childhood ended that <clears> way. <throat> mm-hmm. Don't you remember that? I definitely do. What's up with this, like shit they have nowadays where everything's a fairy tale ending. That isn't real life. No. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't know think Disney is going in the direction of real. <laughs> uh, we need to call up old Walt here. Channel him through. Have some convos. Yes. Okay. Sorry. Sure. Let me just take a breath. Bring myself back. Down. Okay. <laughs> I think Go on. Good. Go on. I think that was all I had for that. I was just that's a very sad movie to choose. Well, I, <laughs> but I need to find my words. When I said go on, I meant, what is your favorite childhood movie, Diana? <laughs> oh, is that what that meant? <laughs> wow, we can't always read each other's minds. Yeah, can't. Not even okay. as witches. <laughs> okay, so honestly, I really loved this movie called Space Camp. Space Camp? Oh my goodness. Space Camp. Space Camp. And it had several several actors in it that people would recognize, but I don't know if many people have seen it. I'm going to Google it while you tell us about Do it. Do it. So, 
Walking Phoenix is in it as a child actor, but I believe that he was going by Leaf Phoenix at that time. Oh. Um, so it took me a little while to put the two together when I got older and I would see Walking Phoenix and think, oh, wow, he, like I totally recognize him, but then the names didn't match. But yeah, it's it's about a bunch of basically kids. There's there's a kid and then there's some teenagers and they go to this place for very privileged kids <laughs> to go where they can. Um, if they are interested in taking the astronaut program, they can experience what it's like. Yeah. Yeah. It has Leah Thompson in it. She was in the back to the future movies and yeah, the it's, guy's walking Phoenix and several yeah. other people, but 1986 <clears throat> adventure sci-fi film got <laughs> well, we won't talk about the reviews. You look it up for yourself because it sounds awesome. I want to watch it's it. It's amazing. <laughs> it's, I mean, yeah, I'm not going to spoil it for you. Yeah, don't you spoil it. You should totally watch it. But <laughs> I loved it. Like, well, for one, it was Escape. I really, like, would fantasize about Escape a lot. Going to space. That was part of it, yeah. And I loved science as a kid. Oh, cool. And I really didn't feel like I could really experience it. There weren't very th- very many things available to me to be able to really go after. Um, but through movies, a lot of times I would find that escape. Yeah. So, yeah, something like that was really cool to me. They do end up going to space. Oh, oh <clears throat> spoiler real. alert! Yeah, I know, that was I'm a sorry. Spoiler! It totally I, was. I have no idea. Do we need to delete that part of the episode? I'm seriously sitting oh, here. No. I'm wondering to myself the whole time. I'm like, is it just a camp or do they actually go? Oh, no, I did spoil it. See, that's why you should not do that. <laughs> <laughs> you can use me as a bad example. <laughs> okay, great. That's fine. I'm willing to be that. Okay. But then did I spoil it for our listeners? If they haven't seen it. Oh, no. I don't know. You tell us, though. Is that, like, a big build-up? Is this forgivable, you guys? Is it a big build-up? Like, is that a big part of the movie? Like, yeah. if they go to space or Oh, not? no. It just happens. Okay, okay. Then, then it's fine. We'll leave it. Okay. <laughs> I am so terribly sorry to anybody that just... I spoiled that 1986 movie for. But also, side note, the way that you spoil something is by giving away something that is a big part of the movie. So, like, if it was the buildup of if they go to space or not, and then they do, that would be a spoiler. Otherwise, it's not. If you needed yeah. to know what a spoiler is out there for people that didn't know. Okay, let's move on to what we're talking about today. <laughs> <laughs> we're not. Salt and Shadows is not about spoilers. <laughs> or is it? It is. You guys, we all know that we're smoking right now, so we are going to ramble on some episodes. Also, P.S., that we're recording this episode the day after the heat wave just ended, Ugh. and so, I don't know, I'm sure it has something to do with this cannabis here, but also, my brain is just coming back from the heat. I was in Ocean Shores. Yeah, I was mm-hmm. ocean, in Ocean Shores with family all weekend. And even out there, it was in the 80s, which they rarely experience. And I just was super naive, and I had my own big learning lesson this weekend, to be completely honest. My first time at 31, living alone again uh, in, like, a decade for myself. And I just was not – I wasn't prepared at all. So, uh, lessons all around, always. 
<clears throat> blessings and I, lessons. I think life has a way of naturally bringing us back to things that we've outgrown to remind us how far we've come. And it's so important for us to remember that specifically because it's so easy to say, oh, I'm back here again. Look how far I've backslid. Mm. You know? Mm-hmm. But we have to remember that this journey of life often that we look at in from like a shamanic lens or a witch lens, it's this, even a biological lens is the spiral. We're on a spiral and we are moving upwards or just or uh, lengthwise, it doesn't necessarily mean up, but where you spiral back around to the same spot, it's never the exact same spot. Yeah. I feel like brings us back around to those things, <clears throat> excuse me, so that we can heal a little deeper, because healing never happens that way either. Well, and that's where we start talking about, like, lessons and patterns. It's, I mean, I don't... I don't know exactly what the reasoning may be or if we really do know why, but we, as humans, we do seem to experience lessons and patterns in our own generations and our own lineages and especially our own lives. Like, haven't you, the listener, I'm asking you, haven't you experienced, haven't we all experienced at some point wondering, like, this has happened to me before. Why does this keep happening to me? Like, (laughs) yeah, for sure. Especially when it was something that was a shared cycle within your family and, mm-hmm. and you just reflect to that being how things have always been normally worked out and you don't understand why you're not progressing past that point. It's also easy to let yourself off the hook and not want to progress and not do the work, especially when it's like generational. Yes. Right? Because yes. you can be like, well, this is just, we, well, and you know, there's many layers of complexity to this, but I, I'm thinking of our medical system specifically where we think of like, oh, it just runs in the family. Oh, perfect example. This weekend, I'm in the car with my grandma and my aunt and they're talking about stomach issues and how we all just have had issues with like how we pretty much have to go to the bathroom right after we eat because like we, you know, can't hold it. Not a good situation. Mm-hmm. And my aunt was like, yeah, my co- like your cousin also experiences this or whatever. And I'm like, this like runs in the family and I have also experienced this and I've worked with my gut issues and I actually don't have these, that issue anymore. And it's something that is like solvable and you can get to like the root cause of it. And that's a, uh, I mean, there are so many different layers to that, you know, and I'm not trying to dive into that, but that's just like an example of one, one line of, of pattern that can follow that you may think, oh, I can't do anything about it. This is just what happens. Yeah. 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 And I think, <clears throat> excuse me, my throat, that's why I was holding the stones. My throat just feels oh. like it needs more support. Oh, do you need a sip of this kombucha? Sure. Yeah. I finished all of my drink. We have some strawberry lemonade kombucha. It's pretty tasty. Gotta have the fancy beverage on hand. Yes, thank you so much for sharing. You're very welcome. Um, But what I was going to say is that actually really feels like a great way to tie into our conversation today is instead of being caught into a story of this is just how it is or how my family has always been, we feel that we want to encourage you to have your own experiences yes and to speak for your own experiences and so that's why we want to 
come in today with our tip episode to bring that in today with cannabis and yeah, however yeah. that looks for your life. Yeah, and as we're bringing this back to tangible tips around cannabis use, I personally am finding it really challenging to just stick with cannabis. For me, this really feels like a way, well, and I think you too, Diana, would agree that it's it's it ends up going, we'll go super macro with it. It's big picture of how you can approach your life. And especially we're talking about cannabis, how you might approach using drugs and not just drugs, but medicine as well. The medicines that you choose for yourself. I was thinking that recently to myself, how drugs can be, they're viewed both as drugs or medicine. It's like Mm. either or like, yeah. And different people have different perspectives and opinions on either. And I, again, always on the both and bridge, you know, exactly. And I feel like that's actually, though I can't speak with any experience to a lot of that, um, because my experience is very limited. Mm -hmm. I have been hearing those conversations of how all drugs may have their place and it's about finding the right setting for that drug and not using it outside of where it's meant to be used because that's when it becomes something that is harmful. Yeah. And we start, I really feel like, I mean, this could be a whole other episode in and of itself, but that's where we start to get into these... issues of like deeper like addictions and mental health are are where people aren't supported in being able to explore being themselves or have been ah it, there's a lot of layers to that that was like a we'll have to I'll put a pin in that sorry that's okay okay no, <laughs> I mean a lot of these conversations open up so many different portals of of mm. you know stemming into different conversations. That's a good reminder. Also, Thank you. Yeah, of course. And we can always come back to those conversations too, especially if we feel like it's something that our listeners really respond to. We can always come back to it. Yeah. So let us know if it if yeah anything you hear here that you want us to go deeper on or that you really resonates with you, we're more than happy to and open to all the ideas of how to bring it to your ears. Yeah, for sure. But we are starting from a viewpoint of encouraging you to have your own experience with cannabis and giving you some tips with what that looks like today. What would you say the number one tip may be? So I think that when we were going over this, the first thing that we thought would be a good idea for you to know is you may not feel it your first time. Yep. The first time, maybe even the first few times, which I can say from my own experience. Did you share that in the last episode about that? A little bit, yeah, because the reason it hit me so hard is I didn't really recognize the symptoms when I was using just just um, flour. And so because I didn't recognize anything happening, I felt I needed something stronger. And I may have also just been on a learning curve. Oh, yeah. But um, so I asked my partner to get something very strong because I felt I needed it. Mm-hmm. And I, um, <clears throat> I, yeah, it really opened me up. farther than expected however when you don't feel like you've actually had any experiences it was pretty overwhelming 
Hey, I'm going to interrupt this episode real quick and just ask you a quick question because Diana and I talk a lot in this podcast about all of these different layers that it takes to get to know yourself and using tarot as the tool, using self-care as the guide. Did you know that Diana and I both offer services individually to our own clients and students to help guide them on their path within? Yes. And you can work with us via our membership sites. Courtney has the online movement studio, and I have readings and tarot mentorship available through Patreon. You can find both of those membership sites in our link in bio in each of our Instagram places. And you can also find our Damaged Daughters download, the free download that is a guide that goes hand in hand with all of the things that we invite you to explore and learn about and we talk about in this episode and all of the other episodes of this podcast. And with that, I will let you get back to listening. I think that leads into very easily into... Tip number two is to make sure that you're with people or at least one other person that you love, trust, and feel supported by. Yes. Because when you're first learning and experiencing, you you just don't know how it's going to go. And you need somebody there to guide you and to support you and to be with you, especially because sometimes you might open yourself up more than you meant to, just as you were saying happened to you. (laughs) Yeah, I felt that something that's really important about that is to share that when you're having this type of experience, a lot of times it can really amplify things within you that you'd rather avoid. And it can feel very overwhelming and uncomfortable. And if you were just there on your own or around others that you don't feel you would be able to express what you're experiencing through that with, it would be a lot harder to manage Yeah, that experience than if you were just there with someone that felt safe and secure and you trusted. And I think that's a good doorway to like the back to the shadow work that we're all about is that cannabis opens up that doorway to vulnerabilities and Mm -hmm. will, will often bring to light things that you're uncomfortable with and and having somebody else there, especially just to help you feel comfortable and get out of your head because cannabis can take you so inward Mm -hmm. as with a lot of other medicines. Yeah. Yeah. So it really comes down to speaking for yourself speaking for your own experience and and making sure that you're making those calls for yourself and not just doing it because it's convenient. Yeah. Yeah. Like that you remain in your own personal agency and yes. that you feel it's important to be in a space and with people that you feel supported and guided in that. Yeah. And that can, and it can be I mean obviously it doesn't have to be like this big ritualistic experience it can sure. be as simple as like having some friends over at your house where you're comfortable and you know smoking for the first time and having some food around and watching a movie yeah like that's lighthearted and fun and yeah yes yeah it can be very broken into and I think that's another thing that we were going to talk about as well was just giving yourself permission to pace yourself. Mm, Yeah. Yeah. And 
not feel as if you have to do it in a certain way or do a certain amount or anything like that. Like that's, you are calling the shots. Yeah. And let yourself in that vein, let yourself have the experience that you're having and yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, with having your experience, that's, that's for all of it, that you are allowed to have this experience even though you're a beginner, you don't have to let others that are more experienced call the shots for you. So if you feel uncomfortable, definitely speak up about that. Yeah. Yeah. And if there's something that you don't know or understand, speak up about that as well. And it's also fun to just be able to describe what your experience is sometimes. Like, mm-hmm. I'm like I'm feeling really giggly or I'm like, I don't know, things just like I feel kind of funny or it's just fun to explore and always making it light, I think, is really overall to the best of your ability making keeping things lighthearted but honoring your truth and making space to be able to do that yeah and if you feel more comfortable more agency by informing yourself a little about cannabis and the different strains and different effects that you could have or experience definitely do that we always support like informing yourself and educating yourself and yet Still allow yourself to have the experience that you have because cannabis is not something that, just like anything else, side effects can be completely different for each person or symptoms or just any experience can be different for a different body. Yep. And only you speak for that experience and how it may affect you. Such a great reminder. I'm going to read over the tips again real quick just to have the succinct in in a list so the first one is that you may not feel it your first time just remember that some people do some people don't it varies individual again to varying degrees as well make sure that you're with at least one other person that you're comfortable with people that you love trust make you that you feel supported by that you can be yourself around and allow yourself to have your own experience don't compare to what other people are doing or what other people have told you it's been like just really practice coming back to that breath and that awareness to yourself likely if you're dabbling in this chances are you already have some sort of practice of awareness in yourself um step 3 that tip 3 that we <laughs> steps tip, <laughs> tip 3 that we've written down is to allow oh wait, wait, wait I just read that one right allow yourself to have your own experience and not compare so number okay. f- number 4 is the pacing pace yourself let yourself have the experience take it slow and just yeah just notice like be present essentially is what we're saying i think another thing that i thought with pacing is Another word that is used a lot lately is microdosing. Mm. And that yeah. is something, that is a technique that I like to use <clears throat> while working is you don't sit there and go through an entire joint at once. Right. You just take a few hits and then you're good for a while. And I feel when I use it in that way, it is a medicine for me. It brings me clarity. I can resonate with that too yeah I've been doing that lately just a little bit at a time and it's not every day it's not all the time it's in seasons and it's in constant fluctuations Mm -hmm. something that you have to evaluate for yourself yes another part another level of just make sure you're having your experience you have to call the shots for what you feel is healthy for you yeah 
And just for fun, we were going to take just a few moments to share the differences in cannabis if you were unaware. Not that we're necessarily experts, but we'll just give you the very basics. Yeah, not experts. Sativa versus indica, if you didn't know. Mm Mm-hmm. Sativa, go. So sativa is going to typically give you a little more of a stimulation kind of effect. It's going to bring a little more clarity, euphoria, dreaminess. Creativity. Yeah. Social. Mm-hmm. And in your head. Yeah, for sure. In, are, is it in your head? Is it both? Well, it's definitely both because cannabis is a body yeah. Experience, I, I think. Yeah. But uh, sativa's more like daytime. I, I think of it more as in your head, whereas indica is more like sleepy and, I don't know, I guess it could be both ways. Scratch the head part. Because could, you could also flip it and make indica that you're also in your head because you're so like quiet yeah. and slowed down and... But I get what you're saying. That's why I was kind of wondering, too, is when you said in your head, that's what I usually, like, refer to indica as being. But because I agree with you, because it's a body experience that makes a lot of sense, too. Yeah. I love having these conversations (laughs) because we teach each other. Yeah. Typically, though, sativa is that stimulating, Mm -hmm. uplifting, and indica is the, there's the joke, in the couch. Yeah. You get stuck in the couch. (laughs) Right. Indica, in the couch. Sleepy, relaxed, daydreamy. Yes. It typically can be a little... It, I feel like it makes me a little less connected. So it makes me less available for things like work. Yeah, things like, like that. zoning out yeah. a little <laughs> comes a little bit more easy. Yeah. Sleeping, like a good sleep aid. Mm-hmm. Good, just like calming. I find personally that it has a little bit of a bite, so it lingers for me. Whereas sativa really does burn off, and I it's like clean, and I just feel that clarity after smoking, like a few hours after smoking. Oh, gotcha. Um, whereas indica for me tends to linger around, and I have a little bit of like a haze and a cloud. And yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Indica, I feel really, I feel the effects of it heavier on my body than I do from sativa. Mm-hmm. So that's probably pretty much what you're saying. It's a great way of expressing it. And then also the reminder that it does vary person to person. These are just like the general yes, exactly. experiences, but make sure that you're checking in with yourself. Sometimes, I was telling Diana this, that when I smoke a lot of sativa, sometimes I will start feeling like an indica for me. Like I will start getting like a little bit more foggy. It won't be such like a clean burn off at the end. And so it's, again, just having your own experience and recognizing your own ebb and flow and cycles and patterns, which take time and awareness. And you don't want to constantly be analyzing yourself either. Mm -hmm. So it's so funny, all these different layers, right? It's like this, that, and the other thing, but also just chill and don't even think about it. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. I think especially in the beginning, I was constantly asking others, like, should I be experiencing this? Should I be feeling this? Like Mm. all of these things where I felt I should be having a certain type of experience instead of just having my own. Yeah. And it was just silly. Like over time I've, I've grown to like understand and even become more and more aware of my own body. But 
sometimes we're just in stages where we're still not understanding how to trust our own body and our own selves in those places and still asking others what that's supposed to be. And yeah, yeah if there's, if there's anything, this is definitely like the overall statement we want you to get from this is that allow it to be what it is for you. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Well, that feels pretty succinct. We're only 27 minutes in. That's okay. I like it, though. Any other messages that you have to share with anyone? Oh, yes. What's this book that you have here? Oh, so I'm still reading it, and it's a beautiful book. It's called The Benefits of Marijuana, Physical, Psychological, and Spiritual. It's by Joan Bellow. Hold on. We read the little thing at the bottom? Yes. Do you want to read it, actually? Oh, sure. Just my throat? Yeah. It says, marijuana therapy for psychological problems, anxiety, post-traumatic stress disorder, Alzheimer's disease, 100 testimonials from the sufferers of chemotherapy, epilepsy, alcoholism, asthma, glaucoma, glaucoma, multiple sclerosis, AIDS, ADD, arthritis, acute pain, and many other illnesses, which... It's just interesting. I also have to put, like, an asterisk next to something like this because there are so many books out there on, like, just about any herb or one single item of the earth that is, like, life-changing and altering with hundreds or thousands of testimonials. Sure. Of, yeah. You know? Yeah. So, it's, again, it's great information. It's really cool to, like, to learn about all of this, but you have to experience it and take it with a grain of salt, everything, mm-hmm. and and with through the lens of your own experience. Yeah, for sure. You have to learn to become a gleaner in your own life. What are some of the chapter titles? Okay. And it, who's the author, did we say? Yeah, Joan Bellow. Okay, okay. So, let's see. So, it, it gives you many different perspectives, Eastern understanding, Western understanding, what they are learning more and more about, cannabinoids, which we are also talking about. Um, having somebody that has a lot higher knowledge of cannabis come and talk to us about that. Yeah, because apparently our human systems have their own cannabinoid systems. And then I'm like, I wonder, is it in all living things? I have so many questions. I definitely want an expert here to ask everything. I just love it. Let me push my glasses up. (laughs) I actually need to do that. Um... Yeah, and it also touches on um, psychotherapeutic effects, um, assistance in PTSD and different diseases and dealing with pain and, you know, just taking a balanced perspective of what this plant offers us instead of just being informed by not being educated, not understanding, and just being fearful of it Mm. for what it's been reputized to have in the past. Yeah, I'm especially really curious about this PTSD chapter because uh-huh. I could see how cannabis could help you get, you know, we're talking about how it's more of a body experience and being in your body and in a safe environment, learning the language to be able to speak to reactions or responses that you're having viscerally in your system and... Yeah, I don't know, that's something, that's just the first thing that comes to mind for me, so I'd be curious Mm -hmm. to learn more about that. Yeah, me too. So yeah, we should definitely have another episode where we can dive deeper into the education of it. And if you out there, listener, happen to 
know a marijuana or cannabis expert that you think would be really great to have on the show, just send either one of us a DM or send their profile into our inboxes and we'll Mm -hmm. take a look. Yeah, we're already making a list for our season two interviews. Woo woo! All right, well, thank you for tuning in today. We hope you have a really great day. Bye!